When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast. Hey, it's JD here, back for another week of driving blindfolded down the freeway that is the music of seminal indie rock band pavement looking for an off-ramp looking for some way to merge with the mainstream and try and make sense of all this so far so good so there's that Hope everyone is healthy and um, as unstir-crazy as possible. I know it's tough. I know this isn't getting easier. In fact, uh, it seems it's getting more complicated as we debate and uh, dissect whether or not we should open things up or risk, you know, a second wave of this. Man, I don't know. I'm glad. I'm glad it's above my pay grade. But uh, I don't know. I've been uh, doing all right. I've listened to more music in the last little while than I can tell you. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to have a friend curate these wonderful playlists that I've been sharing on my Apple Music as soon as he uh, curates them. And it makes it look like it makes it look like when I when I dump them from Spotify to uh, Apple Music, it makes it look like I created them, which makes me feel pretty cool. We all know, though, <laughs> I'm not cool uh, and I'm underqualified. I'm wearing my new pavement shirt today, though. I just got one in the mail. If you haven't if you've ordered stuff and you haven't got it yet, just hold tight. They're they're coming. Uh, just everything is slow right now. Everything is really slow. I ordered this one that I got yesterday. I ordered it the 2nd of April and, uh, it took until yesterday to get to me. So there's that. Um, earlier this week, I opened up the faucet on the bonus feed and let everyone drink from the hose. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, sit down with Steve West. God, he's fucking cool. <laughs> he's a really great guy. Speaking of um, mail, he has mailed me two copies of the Unmastered Masters LP, the vinyl, that come with download codes as well, and we're going to be giving them away to 
um, one of you guys. So we're going to be giving them both away to one of you guys. Steve has uh, written a trivia question. And as soon as I get those in my possession, we'll run that little promo and um, give away some vinyl. So that's pretty cool, right? I think so. Yeah. So today we are, you know, well on our way. Uh, we're, we're well into um, Wowie Zowie at this point. And uh, that's a good thing. We're hitting what I think, other than Grounded, I don't know. This is tough because this is a highlight of the record for me. Um, I love Grounded. Like Grounded is in my top five pavement songs. Father to a Sister of Thought is not in my top five, but it's a highlight of this record, if that makes any sense. There's just something about where it is and the mood that it conjures. That fucking pedal steel that uh, easily plays is glorious the way it comes in. It just lifts this song into another level. Now, we're going to listen to a version of it in a moment that doesn't have that lift. It's a live version, and I haven't heard many live versions of Father to a Sister of Thought. I don't know if you have, but clearly, as I've only seen them live once, it's not something that I've got to experience too often. So this comes from 1999, the Glastonbury Festival. And let's give it a spin and hear what it sounds like. Come back on the other side. We'll talk a little bit about this song. I've got some emails to share and uh, we'll go from there. All right. So this is Father to a Sister of Thought live from Glastonbury 99 on Meeting Alchemist, a pavement podcast.
That is an epic, epic Just ending, cool. right? I mean, God, um, we got a little bonus there as well. I'm not sure what that uh, other track is called, but I'll do some research and see if I can find out for us. Um, but I will tell you what, I loved that version of Father Father to a Sister of Thought. That was great. It it um, it still did have the lift. I was wrong. It it was there. There is just something about those jangly chords. It it. Uh, you know, it. I guess it reminds me a little of Range Life. Um, you know, the the just the jangle of it and the mood of it. Uh, it's just a wonderful song. And fuck, yeah, it's great. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about it after we get through some emails here. I do have some emails I want to share. I've got one from our friend Todd. And he says, hey, JD, I'm behind on this because I forgot to bring my tablet home from work last week. And I like to listen on nice, but not $800 nice headphones. <laughs> yeah, well, wouldn't that be great, right? Fuck. Um, while I'm doing my big Saturday kitchen cleanup. But damn, that live version was so great. I rarely listen to the live stuff, but I'm going to have to start making an exception for pavement. So psyched for Wowie Zowie. And he's talking about Fillmore Jive. Uh, he's talking about that live version of Fillmore Jive that I played back a few months ago couple months ago. I'm still, Hey, I'm behind on emails. What can I tell you? I'm behind, you know, I'm not perfect over here. So, uh, yeah, that was from Fillmore Jive and, uh, I played a fucking killer live version of that. And, uh, and Todd seemed to dig it. So awesome, Todd. Thanks. Thanks for, uh, being a friend. Um, we've got a cool pavement story from Gregory. He says, hi, 
I recently discovered your podcast and have listened to the first two episodes so far. I love hearing and talking about pavement, so your series is right up my alley. I have a pavement story I am very proud of. In August 1995, I went to Lollapalooza at the old Irvine Meadows. Pavement played a set in the middle of the day on the main stage. During their set, they announced that they would be playing again on the second stage at the end of the day. Whoa, really? They played twice in one day? I skipped whole set on the main stage and waited around the second stage as Hum finished their set with the last chord of stars fading away. I purposely stood close to the side of the stage in case I could speak to the guys from Pavement as they brought their instruments out. I noticed Mark was waiting around within feet of me. I said hello and offered him an American spirit. We shared a smoke and talked about the festival. I gushed about how much Pavement's music meant to me. He thanked me and we continued to talk about their upcoming set list. While their main stage set was heavy on Crooked Rain and Wowie Zowie, they were going to focus on earlier stuff during the second stage set. I'm still not sure what I was thinking, but I asked Mark if I could come up on stage and sing two states with them. Too bad I missed that episode. He said he'd ask the other guys and let me know. Holy Christ. Uh, they took the stage and about halfway through the set, Malcolm said, we'd like to call up Greg and help us sing the next one. I ran up on stage and got to stand in between Spiral and SM. It was what we sang two states together. Holy shit. As soon as the song was done, I shook hands with each of the guys, thanked them profusely and proceeded to knock over SM's beer as I ran off stage. He was not happy. That almost knocked me down off my high, and then I was told good job by Thurston Moore, who was watching from the side of the stage. Holy, my brother was able to track down a recording of that set, which I now have to share with my children. Thanks for your podcast, Greg. Okay, Greg, you need to send us that recording. We want to hear it. This is fucking badass. That is dynamite work. Um, that is, yeah, I, I, I would never have the stones to do that, and uh Good, good on you. Wow, <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm, I'm in uh, absolute shock and awe <laughs> right now. And then to have Thurston Moore be like, "Yeah, hey, nice job, buddy." Um, you gotta watch when you're stepping off the stage there, though. That beer. Oh man, that ruined a perfect moment for you. But um, hey, what can you do? Uh, I will tell you that um, we are uh, thrilled that you send emails. And uh, by we, I mean me. I don't know why I do that sometimes. And, um, it, it just means a lot. It's a, uh, it's a cool thing to connect with you and to, uh, talk with you and, uh, you know, that kind of cool stuff. So keep on sending them in JD at meeting Malcolmist.com.
It stands to reason, if you spend your life in a pocket of avoidance, it will one day catch up to you. There are so many levels of self-denial. The human mind is so twisted in its rationalizations, and yet I knew it all along. I am a pitiable, selfish fuck of a being. Thanks so much for sending that to me, Moik. Uh, that comes from an email that we got from our friend Moik, and uh, it it originally came from the uh, Ray Gun magazine, and it's uh, basically similar to the Crooked Rain descriptions, just little pithy descriptions of these songs from SM himself. Now, the lyrics that I have here say, um, I know I'm breathing in to the end. In my head, it's always I'm leaning into the end. I don't know if I'm just hearing it wrong, but I've always thought of it as leaning into the end. And there's, you know, this sort of, this sort of, um, Oh gosh, well, how do I even say it? Leaning into the end, like just leaning in to the end of leading into the leaning into the end of it. Um really giving, you know, giving it a head start almost, you know, like uh, and then to go right into that sweeping pedal steel. Oh man, I don't know. This yeah, this song just means a great deal to me. It it, it it uh it fits so well into what i the box that i think of as you know great pavement and um i love his i love his vo- voice in this song i was going to say voice i love his voice in this song i think it's uh just wonderful um it's there's something longing in it uh there's something melancholy about it that really fits with the the vibe of things that are going on. I love the little piano jingles in the background. Um, lyrically, I think it's it's uh, wonderful as well. Um, everywhere eyes, nowhere to die. No place to shove your sharpened heel. I've been looking for a tired face in case you wanted to go. I know I'm breathing into the end. Ah, I like leaning into the end better. I don't know. I get these lyrics offline, so you never know if they're they're real. What do you, what do you have? What do you think? What's your beat? JD at meetingmalchemist.com. Calling the bluffs, talking so tough. Goodbye to the ugly steeple fear. Good times forever after. I'm just a man. You see who I am. I'm binding my hooks and open the books. Dirty black hearts. Angel of Corpus Christi. You're so mystic. Tell me what I want to hear. I know I'm reeling in. I know I'm reeling in to the end and I know I'll never know. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, um, there is definitely a, uh, a remorse going on and there is a vibe of, um, mortality, you know, like, and like really looking at what that means and how that, uh, applies to somebody who is feeling like they don't want to hang on anymore. Does that make sense? That's how I vibe it. I don't know. It's, uh, maybe that's why I like it so much. I've, I've, I've had those days. I've had those weeks, you know, as somebody who is mentally ill, um, I've definitely had, you know, suicidal ideations 
and uh and there's something about this song that that, that just feels like that like like a bit of a suicide note you know i know that's really deeply disturbing but there's something about this song and those lyrics that just that's how it rings to me it's somebody that is ready to just you know let go of the of the uh mortal coil and uh and and give it a go in into the into the end you know i don't know that's what i got that's a hell of a place to leave off isn't it huh sorry <laughs> go back and listen to the steve west interview it's much happier it's nice and uh it's it's part of the bonus feed and you got access to it if you liked it if you liked the bonus feed subscribe um do me that favor it would be really nice uh it's three bucks a month it's a cup of coffee to you but to me it's a cup of coffee so uh that's sort of a nice thing you know we, we trade you get to listen to some podcasts and i get to drink some choice coffee anyway or don't that's just, that's cool too whatever um Hope you're good. Uh, Stay safe, stay well, and um, peace out. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, next week on the bonus feed is Greenlighter. (laughs) That'll hook you in. That's a good one. All right. Talk to you. Bye. Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast, is a weekly affair. Connect with JD at JD at meetingmalchemist.com. Please support the pod by rating, reviewing, or sponsoring us at meetingmalchemist.com. And hey, I'm social. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at meetingmalchemist.